Each choice we make moves us toward fear or love. On my Life and Laughter podcast, we'll talk about those choices and learn how to attract more love and connection and laughter. This is Perry Kinder. Let's get started. Welcome back to my Life and Laughter podcast. I'm Perry Kinder, your host with the most chocolate Easter candy. Thank you, Easter Bunny. It's delicious. And thank you for tuning in today. I I say tuning in like you're listening to an old-timey radio, so thank you for listening today. Imagine you're floating down a river on an inflatable raft. It's quiet and peaceful, and then you realize there's a hole in the raft, and it's quickly deflating. Then you see that your shoes are on fire, and you're headed toward a waterfall. You go over the falls, and you land in a pool of piranhas. You survive that, climb onto shore, and get trampled by a horse. You crawl to the freeway for help, and you're hit by a convoy of trucks protesting, uh, what were they protesting? Masks? Baby deer? Uh, Who knows? I don't know. Anyway, that's the past few years in a nutshell. If you go through all the things that we've survived, the 2020 election, COVID, an attempted coup at the U.S. Capitol, dire global warming, warming predictions, masks, vaccines, layoffs, toilet paper shortages, protests, healthcare workers and teachers breaking under the strain, more protests, Kardashian drama, all the Republicans, Chris Rock getting slapped, and there's a war in Europe as Russia has invaded Ukraine, as we all know. It's just information overlord. (laughs) Overlord seems really appropriate. Information overlord, awesome. But I meant information overload. Doesn't sound quite as cool. If you're like me, you've spent a good amount of time the last two years doom scrolling through social media. And doom scrolling is defined as the tendency to scroll through bad news, even though that news is saddening or disheartening or depressing without the ability to step back or to stop. It's also called doom surfing, which sounds like you're on a surfboard and Jaws is directly under your surfboard, which is also accurate. I admit I still check Twitter first thing in the morning to make sure President Zelensky is still alive and the Ukrainians are still fighting. We're watching a war in real time and every single time I think, haven't we evolved past this kind of of behavior? I thought we all agreed that genocide was a terrible thing, that killing civilians made you the bad guy. We have enough problems on our little planet. Why create new and bigger ones? Anyway, the topic today is about doom scrolling. And the average length of a person's doom scrolling time or length looking at screens per day, per person per day, more than four hours. Crazy. That's so much time staring at screens and so much time absorbing really bad news. And the more you do it, the more anxious you get. You forget you're looking at a very select part of a news feed. But the more you look at that, the more is going to be sent to you. You'll look up from your phone after staring at all kinds of horrible things for hours. You'll expect to see King Kong and Godzilla throwing meteors at each other. It's almost jarring to see spring blossoms on the trees and the neighbor's dog escaping from his backyard again because he's a little Houdini dog. So why do we do it? Why do we doom scroll? Well, researchers say every time we like something or respond to a post, we get a little hit of dopamine and dopamine makes you feel good. Dr. Anna Lemke says our smartphones, our tablets, our TVs, etc., they're making us dopamine junkies. 
She explains that we're all addicted to some degree. We turn to our phones for quick hits, to seek attention, to seek validation, to find distraction. And with each swipe, like, and tweet, we're training ourselves to become even more addicted. And since the beginning of the 21st century, these digital addictions have soared, obviously, because we have a lot more access to our screens through smartphones. Every moment is an opportunity opportunity to be stimulated, whether it's by looking at TikTok or scrolling Instagram or swiping through Facebook or shopping on Amazon at two in the morning or binging porn or online gambling or checking out Tinder or just playing games on your phone. The doctor says we're seeing a huge explosion in the numbers of people struggling with these digital addictions. Doom scrolling is like watching a digital train wreck. If you find one thing that's terrible, you have to read everything that's being said about that one thing until your head's just ready to explode from all of this stress. As I've been watching Republicans pass hate crimes as legislation, I jump on Twitter to show support for the LGBTQ community, or trans youth, or immigrants, or refugees, or pick your group of people for whomever Republicans are bullying today. In my mind, it's a way of showing support to these people that are being maligned, that are being less than, that maybe they'll like or share, they'll see that I shared or liked their post, and they won't feel so alone. Sometimes it's literally the least thing I can do. I think in my mind that if we like all of the tweets, that if we support Ukraine with all of our whole heart, that the Ukrainians will win the war just through a collective consciousness of support and love through social media. And maybe that will be the case. Maybe research at 100 100 years from now will see the collective world consciousness supporting Ukraine that actually made them feel braver and stronger and less alone and kept them fighting. But in the meantime... I'm just doom scrolling through Ukrainian devastation. It also gives me a little bit of a hit when I see something that I don't agree with. It's almost a feeling of superiority, like my brain is so much more advanced than say anyone in a MAGA hat, including Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert, any Republican Senator. In a strange way, doom scrolling gives us a sense of control because as more info is curated to our feeds, we're getting more people who agree with us which makes us feel like our side is winning. But there shouldn't be sides. I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. My party is the party of compassion and kindness. If we're making laws that exclude other people, we're not building society. Our laws need to be inclusive and kind and empathetic. We need to give everyone a voice. That includes having voting districts that aren't gerrymandered, Utah. I'm not pro-abortion. No one wants to have higher numbers of abortions every year, but I am pro let the women make their own decisions. I'm pro giving more women access to affordable birth control and life planning. I'm pro men should stop raping women. So how do we tame this information overlord? How do we recover from dopamine addiction? First, you can curate your social media platforms, and that can help curb your doom scrolling. For instance, I don't follow Mike Lee or Governor Abbott or Lindsey Graham or Mitch McConnell because I know my initial reaction to anything they post will be furious levels of red-hot anger. My cortisol will rise, my stress levels will jump, and my desire for murder, it exponentially increases. So I don't follow things that make me angry. They're going to show up on my feed because other people are sharing those things that I follow, but I'm not actively seeking those people out. So curate your platforms. Delete followers that just make you mad. Delete posts. Delete 
delete the people that are against what you say. You don't have to see their point of view all the time, especially when you don't agree with it and it just makes you angry. So instead of doom scrolling, if you have to be on your phone, let's try joy scrolling. Is there a person you follow because they're funny? Maybe they post funny videos or pet videos or toddler videos. And can you follow more people like that that make you feel good? Your social media platform is very happy to suggest similar pages for you to follow. So you have a, a, a wide selection of people posting fun videos or inspirational videos or things that just make you feel good. So look for the bright lights on your social media pages. If you're going to be on your social media, look for the things that make you smile, whether it's funny squirrels or cute kids or inspirations or puppies. Find those bright lights on your pages. It makes a huge difference to have mostly things that make you smile. And only visit social media platforms that do give you that boost. If I'm in a rotten mood and I go to Twitter, I just go to town on whatever I find there because there's so much on there to make me angry. It's my guilty pleasure just going on there and, and hating all the stuff. But if I'm on Instagram, I'm looking at really pretty photos and cute kids. If I'm on TikTok, I'm looking at dancing. I'm looking at puppies. You know, Choose the platform that makes you the less stressed and the less angry. And then set some limits. Even better, set a timer on your phone, and when it goes off, you put the damn phone down and do something productive, like maybe go back to your job or clean out the pantry. So you can set an alarm, maybe for 20 minutes, maybe for five minutes, and then make yourself get off your phone. It'll take some practice because you'll think in your mind, oh, I'll just look at a couple more things, and then pretty soon it's 20 minutes later and you're still scrolling. So get in the habit of training yourself to get off your phone. We've already been trained like Pavlov's dog to respond to all the bells and whistles. So don't be like Pavlov's dog. Untrain yourself. Another, another, my brain has stopped. Another limit I have is setting a screen-free time. I usually say after 7 p.m. I'm not looking at emails or social media. I know my husband right now is laughing hysterically. That's my plan every night, to put my phone away and not look at it again until in the morning. And then I can engage with my family, with my husband, with my dog, without being distracted. One thing I do do pretty well is I don't take my phone in any restaurant. I don't have my phone at the dinner table. I really want to be engaged with the people I'm with. And I can look around the restaurant and feel superior because I'm not on my phone and everybody else is. Losers. So I don't take my phone into restaurants. That's a limit I've set for myself. Turn off notifications. Emails can wait. Facebook messaging can wait. You don't have to respond to every text immediately. What happened before we had cell phones? People would call us. They'd wait for us to get home. They'd wait for us to listen to the message and wait for us to call them back. But we didn't dash home from the grocery store and hurry to respond to all the missed voice messages because at that time we hadn't lost our marbles. We've lost our marbles for a while here. So set some limits with your phone time. Set some limits for your social media time. Maybe delete your social media for a while. See if you can go without it for a week or a month or forever. Next, discover no phone activities. I like to call this joy strolling. So you have joy scrolling with a C, joy strolling with an ST. That means books, parks, bikes, walks. Go to a movie. Yes, it's still a screen, but you're out of your house, out in the world, with a big bucket of popcorn 
And movies are just better on a big screen. So get off your couch, go watch a movie. Learn a new sport. I hear pickleball is all the rage. I've tried it a couple times. I just want to play tennis. Maybe pickleball is for you. Who knows? Try something out. Explore your city. Go to the zoo, museums, art galleries. Go see the big rainbow-colored whale in Salt Lake that everybody either loves or hates. Go check it out. Try a new coffee shop. Find a community calendar and go someplace new. Try someplace new. Take a new class. When you go to these places, maybe, this is radical, maybe leave your phone in the car. We don't need photos of everything we do. We are over-documenting our entire lives. Stop it. And if you really want to help the world, if you really get on your social media pages and you see the despair, you see the hurt, you see the the sorrow, because it's there, it's everywhere, then get involved with a service organization or create a service project. When you see people doing good on a regular basis, it reminds you that the world isn't going to hell, that there are so many good people out here, especially if it's a cause that you feel deeply about, like maybe animal rights or human rights or women's rights. You could foster animals with cause or another rescue organization. You can help out at the Humane Society. You can walk dogs. You can donate clothing, food items, cash, whatever they need to the Ukrainian Association of Utah. If the war is making you depressed, do something to help the people there. They send out shipments every month and they would love your support. If you're not in Utah, I'm sure there's a Ukrainian association nearby that is more than willing to take your donation. If you're worried about LGBTQ issues, volunteer at the Utah Pride Center. Pride Month is coming up in June. Get involved with Pride Month. There are so many opportunities for you to show support for these communities that are being being maligned and being misrepresented, and they need your love. They need your support. You can volunteer at Planned Parenthood. You can hold a food drive. You can build a little library on your front lawn. You can train for a 5K and run for a cause or a 10K. Or if you're, you know, one of those people who likes marathons, I don't understand that behavior, but go for it. Train for a marathon. Raise some money for that. You can hold newborn babies in the hospital. With the Cuddler program, all you do is hold babies. How much joy is that? No phone, no social media required or allowed. You can read to kids at Primary Children's Hospital. There are just so many things to do. Those are just a few things I thought of just in a a few moments. There are so many things that you can do to change your world. As we do more joy scrolling and joy strolling, it might just lessen the effects of stress. And you might discover something new. So now that you've listened to my podcast, because you had to do that first, turn off your phone. Go smell some lilacs. Go smell some spring flowers. Go look at the robins, the trees. Go sit in the sunshine. I think it's actually warm today. Enjoy it while it lasts because it's going to change in moments. The more you do that, the more you're going to be happy. The more you're going to be less addicted to your phone. And the more you'll be engaged with the real world and real people doing real things and making real change and real differences. Thank you for listening. And thank you to my monthly supporters who help keep this podcast ad-free. You guys are awesome. If you'd like to become a monthly supporter, I wholeheartedly approve. You can visit my podcast platform on anchor.fm, and there's a place you can go and sign up to be a monthly supporter. It's $5 or less a month. I think you can afford that. I'm worth $5. I'm pretty cheap. 
And I want to give a shout out to my listeners in Germany. Germany, the main people listening to my podcast are from the United States. But since the beginning, I've had listeners in Germany. Almost 25% of my listeners come from Germany. So whoever you are, I don't know who you are. If I do know who you are, reach out to me. I'd love to say hello. But thank you so much for listening in Germany. You are amazing. Have a beautiful day, a beautiful week. Enjoy life. It's really, really good. Bye for now. Do you want more life and laughter? Check out my blog at lnlcoaching.com and find me on Instagram and Facebook at Life and Laughter Coaching. See you again soon. Bye.